Welcome to episode eight of She-Hulk podcast at large. I'm your host, Tanya Todd, here with my co-host, the caring and courageous Spider-Dan. Why, thank you, Tanya. And this week, I'm ready to rib it and rip it. (laughs) (laughs) As usual, we'd like to thank Dave Horrocks for sharing the Comics in Motion platform with us. And I'd also like to thank the listeners who've been with us through the series. We are almost done. There is a lot to cover this week. (laughs) But before we get into the discussion, let's meet our guests. Our first guest is no stranger to the Comics in Motion family. In fact, she's the newest member. Allison, will you please introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Hi, I'm Allison Shelton. I'm happy to be here. I am the creator and writer of the indie comic Reburn, and I'm also an essayist and a screenwriter and all the things. You can check them out on my website, allisonshelton.com. And our next guest is making his Comics in Motion debut, though he may have had one of his questions included in the 100th episode of Star Wars Comics and Canon. I'm not sure about that, or if that even counts, but Meow Thomas, tell us what we should know about you. Hello there. I'm an actor, and I do voices, and you'll hear 30 of them today. Uh, I am also a podcaster. Shocking that it's about Star Wars. Uh, absolutely love Star Wars, and you know I'm, I'm excited to talk. I'm excited to talk She-Hulk. This is I got lucky. This is the episode to talk about, according to the internet, which I don't trust. <laughs> well, we do like to start out by asking our guests their history with She-Hulk. So you go first, Thomas. I have been watching the show since it started, and that is about it. I've been a huge fan of it from the very beginning. Sitcoms are my favorite thing on television if i listed off my favorites you'd get a couple of dramas thrown in but it's always a sitcom um and i'm all in i've been all in since episode one i love the character of jen and i've been telling my friends who are all like i don't know man just i don't know and i'm like listen it's a saturday morning cartoon shut up and have fun and i think that's made everyone else like oh you're right it is it's just fun yes sitcoms man do you have any experience outside of the show not really. I, she's always been my favorite visual character um, because just the green skin, the very 80s big hair is like a weird vibe. And uh, I'm currently reading the Kang Dynasty, and she's a big part of that. So that's it's my first experience in the comics with She-Hulk. Great book, by the way. Oh, yes. I can't wait to finish. What about you, Allison? What's your history with She-Hulk? Um, I'm reading Rainbow Rowell's She-Hulk right now, which I love. Um, I love Rainbow Rowell. And I, I mean, I've seen her, like she shows up in Fantastic Four and Avengers from time to time. But um, I am like Thomas, I, I've been in from the beginning. I love sitcoms. And I was, I don't know if we recall in this Marvel wrap up, I was saying that, you know, Marvel has not done right by the ladies in the universe. And I was frustrated with how they had launched She-Hulk and with the like, um, effects that were subpar and I've been pleased with the treatment that this show has received and the energy and the resources that are getting put into the show so I'm I'm happy with it I've really enjoyed it so how did you what did you think of her introduction into the MCU beginning with the first episode me yes um I thought I it's sort of it's the she-hulk that I am familiar with this sort of like goofy like she has fun she 
Um, I would have obviously loved to have seen some of her girlfriends. Like, I feel like that's an unexplored part of the MCU in general is sort of these like female friendships um, and how much these women band together and how much fun they have and understanding each other. So I am a little sad that Jen doesn't have any of that because Jen generally does have that. And so um, I was, I was a little bummed about that, but I, otherwise I felt like, oh yeah, this is the Jen I'm familiar with and I'm excited to see where she goes with this. And it was, it's also kind of um, funny to have her in LA. That feels a little bit um, surprising, but I, as a person who lives in Los Angeles, I've, I've actually enjoyed some of the treatment and some of the things I've done have felt like, oh, this is familiar to us. This feels right to us. So obviously MCU is exploring to the West Coast. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm here for it. I like the West coast Avengers. Do you think that their decision to get rid of her, her pool of female friends has to do with how short the show is and that they just can't devote the screen time to so many characters? Um, I think, I don't know. I don't ever feel like that's why they make decisions. I feel like it's because of IP and they've made a choice about like, they don't know who they're going to cast as Jessica Drew. And so we're not going to have Jessica Drew yet. Um, and, or, you know, they're not going to bring Captain Marvel's not going to show up either. Like, you know, that's just not the way it's going to work. And that's sort of the joy of comic books that we can't quite replicate when we're getting into the MCU. We can't, we can't quite have just somebody show up and be like, Hey, you know, cry on my shoulder. It's rough out there. Okay. I got to go fly into the planets and fix some things. Like, so it's just, <laughs> that's not the way it works. Um, and you just kind of have to accept it, but, and they try to do it with her secretary assistant paralegal, like the same kind of thing, but it is, I, I loved seeing that in last night's episode, like her and Matt talking about superheroing, like that's fun for me. I like seeing them commiserate and, and I think as a woman, it's particularly gratifying to see superhero women talk about the challenge, the unique challenges of being a superhero and a woman, which we're just really kind of beginning to talk about with She-Hulk, I think. Yes. What about you, Thomas? What did you think of her introduction into the MCU? I think it was handled well. I'm very happy that what they I'm glad they decided to put the origin story in the beginning instead of having it be episode eight which is what their original idea was, I read, uh, because it just jumps right in. It's like, okay, now we know how she got it. It's not this big mystery. And it lets us just, from here we go into this plot of the modern day storyline. And it allows you to have certain lines and Easter eggs linger throughout the series as a good series should. Um, with the way this episode ends this week, it allowed us to have the line just ringing in our head for eight, nine weeks of, once they see you as a monster, they'll never come back. They'll never see you any other way. And it's like, okay, that's brilliant. And now we watch how she playful. And it's like, of course, she'll never be a monster. And we get to this week and it changes. I think it, she's been introduced as incredibly intelligent, witty. I would love to see her and Tony Stark go back and forth because I'm pretty sure Tony Stark's going to lose that one. Uh, the way that Jen's portrayed specifically in this series. Um and I'm a I'm a big fan. I cannot wait to see her mess around with all the other characters in the MCU. And I, I'm excited to see where she goes next. I mean, we still have the finale next week, but they've they've set her up to where she's already in my top 10 of characters that I want to see return. Whereas, like, as much as I love Miss Marvel, she's not in the top 10. She's like 11 or 12 because She-Hulk premiered after her. Sorry. Sorry, Kamala. 
Well, I have been anticipating this conversation. I really enjoyed this episode. But before we dig in, it's time for Spider Dan to give us a brief recap of what happened. Oh, and I'm very, very happy to give you the recap on this particular episode. Uh, okay, so we open and two uh, hoods are uh, robbing a uh, supermarket or uh, uh, whatever you call it over in the States. And uh, and they are accosted by a master vigilante who is a frog. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Leapfrog makes his debut. Uh, and it's very, it's very inspired by Kickass. Absolutely inspired by Kickass, no doubt. And we, he fails. And during his fight, uh, if you could call it that, he sets off his rocket boots and he burns his legs. And we learn it's a flashback because he's describing this to his new lawyer, uh, Jennifer Walters, who is going to represent him against Luke Jacobs, the fashion designer for the superheroes at large. And uh, she's worried that she he's making her her clothes at the moment, so she's concerned that it might rub him the wrong way if she brings legal problems his way. Uh, he does not take too kindly to this and says he's not going to make a dress for for the lawyer female lawyer gala uh, award ceremony that Jen is going to. Um, and later on, we find uh, that she is in court. She has a falling out with Jacobs and says, "I'll see you in court." goes to the courtroom, but Jacobs doesn't have anyone um, and in his corner, a lawyer in his corner. But who turns up uh, very much late? It is uh, our old friend, Matt Murdoch, and he says quite confidently, and I think it's a little bit like when Don Cheadle, John Cheadle came in as, as War Machine. He's like, I'm here. Let's move on. Let's do it. And he comes in and we get a great bit of lawyering, like competent lawyers kind of talking, using different arguments to win the case. And uh, and we find out it looks like Jen, Jen's side's going to win up until Leapfrog reveals that he's jet fuel, which is not what's supposed to be used in those boots to make him leap. And uh, so she loses the court, the court case. Matt comes to the legal bar. They have a drink. They've got a bit of flirty banter going on, a bit of flanter, and uh, they both have to leave for various reasons. Uh, Jen goes off to meet uh, Todd, who's the weird guy who's bought a vibranium spear for uh, for a million, a milli, uh, that's a million dollars, uh, and <laughs> I think he's going to try and use it on She-Hulk because he did ask about vibranium. I think he wants to try, or maybe we'll see that potentially in the future. I don't know. Um, and then Matt is off doing something else. She then gets a call from uh, from Leapfrog uh, saying he's in danger and that he needs saving. She puts on a superhero garb and she's in. And I love that he has a frog mobile sort of thing going on and a frog signal if you look in the background of his of his hideout. And turns out that Daredevil is accosting him in his uh, yellow and red outfit that Luke Jacobs made for him. And they have a superhero misunderstanding, as they usually do in these Marvel team-ups. And they come to a resolution and they're like, no, Jacobs has been kidnapped by Leapfrog. Uh, Jennifer learns Matt's secret identity as well. They team up, they go to a, a warehouse, and they decide to kind of figure out how to approach it. Uh, Jen is very much like smash and grab and punch. And Matt's like, no, let's be stealthy, like a ninja, because he's a ninja. And uh, and they team up. Uh, it's, it's fun, it's charming, it's hilarious, it's good, it's well choreographed, it's lit beautifully. 
and uh, and then at the end they you know look like they're about to part ways but no they decide because he's a charming devil isn't he matt murdoch they decide to uh spend one night together one uh steamy night and uh and yes and then the following day uh daredevil makes his quote unquote walk of shame home uh holding his boots in his devil outfit and uh and jen says the episode should be over we've we've done it it's going on a bit too long and we are treated to the gala we see jen turn up after she's saved jacobs he agrees to make the suit because he's not a monster and they go in and all the all the lawyers have won the same award as Jen. And just as she's giving her speech, the intelligentsia make a announcement on the video screen and showcase her entire life. So everything out of her phone that Josh took is now broadcast, and they say all sorts of horrible things about her and slut-shame her and all sorts, and she loses it. We see the sensational She-Hulk become the savage She-Hulk, and she tears down this video screen and goes to attack one of the perpetrators, only to be stopped by the police. Dun-dun-dun! Cliffhanger for the next episode, the finale. And that is this week's episode. Everything you were saying, I was just, oh, I want to talk about that. Oh, I want to talk about that. Oh, oh, I can't wait till we get to that part. So it is hard to decide where to start, but let's let's begin with the case. Because that's kind of where the episode started was this case that was, I mean, I knew immediately that this guy was at fault. They wouldn't, they they made it very clear that Luke is good at his job. So He's not going to be the one that's to blame. And the fact that she was having this conflict of interest over her outfit, <laughs> but my clothes, like, okay, let's go with that. I think they handled that in a humorous fashion, but, you know, I don't think she did her job. I don't think she did her job very well because she did not interview her client well enough to make sure that he was not to blame. She was so worried about how it applied to her and the conflict of interest actually hurt her client instead of the other side. Mm. What do you guys think? Yeah, I've seen people bring this up and I, I mean, I agree. She should have definitely vetted and be like, all right, well, what are you supposed to use? Why did it catch fire? Blah, 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 blah. 900 degrees is really high. Well, jet fuel burns at like 1200 degrees or something like that at a minimum. Uh, I, yeah, she, she should have just like been, you know, like, Where's the instruction manual, kid? And I think that would have solved everything. But then we wouldn't have got the awesome Matt Murdock, no. Jennifer Walters <laughs> banter. Not yet, you know, uh, flanter yet, just actual lawyer banter. So lanter, just we wouldn't have got the lanter. <laughs> I enjoyed, I, yes, agree. I, I didn't, I, it's like one of those things where I'm like, this doesn't make sense. But what we really want is we want to know that this, she has to defend him because he's rich and I, I, and his father's a client and whatever. So I sort of enjoyed that riff on like, you know, I'm, I'm reading the one of the current Batman titles and like, what if like Bruce Wayne just was a complete idiot, you know, or what if Tony Stark was just less smart and more just Tony Stark, like, you know, and, um, <laughs> So I enjoyed just the money, that. none of the brains. Yeah, I really enjoyed <laughs> that exploration, and and yeah, she she didn't do good lawyering. Her heart wasn't in it, and we saw that in action. And um, 
but I, I liked the character of Leapfrog and I particularly, the, I had written down some things and the only thing you didn't mention, Dan, that I, I loved his neon sign for the lily pad. Like, <laughs> for your secret hideout, enormous... you have a neon sign. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle. Yeah. Right in the Vincent game. Like, it was a very nice layer. Mm. Um, but like the, that yes, if this was the way the world was, there would definitely be rich douchebags who wanted to be superheroes and like would not take advice or train or do anything that would be essential to be good at it because they haven't done that for any part of their life. So why would they start now? You know, so I just, I thought that was fun. Well, that's a, that's a good point you brought up there because in this episode, we learned that the Sokovia Accords have been mm. repealed. So, yeah. so vigilantes yeah. are no longer illegal. Superior people are no longer registered and contained, controlled, trained, um, which was, I think we kind of knew that a little bit going in because, I mean, there's there's certain episodes, like especially in She-Hulk, I think we kind of know that superiors are okay now. There's not, no one's being chased down. No one's mm. attacking her necessarily. But it, it's nice to have that kind of confirmed and you can kind of move past that now. It's been, it's like, well, people, this is this is what's happening. Um, but yeah, like given that those, those Sokovia records were put away, yeah. then it it, may, it gives the advantage to people like Leapfrog to come out of the woodwork and be like, I want to do that. Let me do it. It's going to be cool. Uh, but yeah, no, a, a good, very good point you raised there. I think it's interesting that he thinks he's a good guy. Yes, he thinks which, is all, which are all the best villains, in my opinion. I mean, right. usually. I don't, I'm not saying he's a great villain, but he does believe that he is a <laughs> good person enough. because he's trying to save people. <laughs> I do he's good not thing. really to very a great committed. villain. You have to actually be formidable, you know? <laughs> yeah. He needs and a mission statement. You know, like, what are you really about, man? That's he's, he hasn't asked himself the hard questions. I think he's right. really in it for the fame and the I think and the notoriety. Yeah, mm. it's it's like he's he's just looked at a superhero and like just seen the surface level of what a superhero is. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's cool gadgets and it's cool costume. Yeah, cars, I could do that. Money. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. And he's looking at all the cool stuff. He's not talking. He's not looking at the inner turmoil or what makes mm. a hero. Because no, he just got some like birds. <laughs> he's suing over such a minor right. thing. Like, you want to be a superhero, literally, bro? I got those kind of burns from roller skating when I was six. You know, like you gotta be a little tougher than this. Um, right, tough so, enough. Yeah, and he's rich. He doesn't need the money. Like he's really. I mean, he's he's a joke. Eddie. So, yeah. yeah. I feel that they they've mixed two of the characters. So his dad in the comics is Frogman, who was a villain for Daredevil, yeah. and he was a little bit more villainous until he retired. And then Leapfrog, his son, actually is a is goes and acts as a superhero. But he's uh, in the comics he's a lot more sympathetic, and he's just like oh, like a oh sorry oh gee shucks type of thing. I saw some it, pictures of him. He's not, yeah. He's yeah, he's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not as cool as he is in this. He's a buffoon. Yeah, he's, he's, an, he's yeah, he's an idiot. Like we talked about it last week um, with the criminal criminal case of the week. We talked about Leapfrog jumping around and you know knocking people out and stuff and kind of he, he's in a, a set of loser kind of superheroes. But I quite like what they did with him and they kind of again they combined it with a villainous Frogman with the leap frog and i think i think it actually worked and it was a kind of like i was saying like a like a really entitled kick-ass um which i quite enjoyed like taking that character and and flipping it and just being like like he's a complete complete douchebag in this one um so yeah i, I loved uh, what they were doing there with it 
And it's a D-lister who's right up your alley, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, yeah, it's exactly this is this episode again is exactly the kind of stuff I was wanting, and yeah, absolutely, D-list comic book characters are my bag. <laughs> I love that the Sokovia Accords were, you know, we it was been it's been kind of what is the 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 I don't know the status quo of the Sokovia Accords. And they said they were going to dive into it really deeply. And it's a line, but it's a line from Daredevil. Like it had so much weight behind it because we're like, oh, well, like, obviously he's oh, no, he's really got a secret identity still because he can have a secret identity. Oh, okay, that changes everything we know about the Spider-Man situation. Like, oh, now it all lines up. And I wonder who else we're going to start to have trinkle back into the MCU or I mean, because, you know, the Avengers were all pretty public. And I've been thinking about it, like in the MCU, we don't have that many secret identities anymore or at all. Never really started with secret identities. So it's going to be fun to see how that one little nuance begins to unfold uh, and go forward. I I feel like there's going to be a lot more bad guys than good guys out there. It's it's really interesting as well, because about around circa 2003, um, Brian Michael Bendis revealed that Daredevil was Matt Murdock to kind of the world. Some people mm-hmm. didn't believe it and some people did. But it's quite interesting that they've gone the opposite way in the MCU because it was like it was that way for about 10 years until they kind of retconned it out of existence. And he's like, I'm a, I'm secret identity again. No one knows. And and uh, it's interesting that they've gone the absolute opposite way with it. And like it is very secret. And it's a big part of why he wears the suit, why he wears the mask, uh, and why he tries to protect other people around him. But yeah, absolutely. And he had really sound arguments in court. Yeah. He's a good player. He's a really good lawyer. (laughs) I really, I enjoyed that they didn't, sometimes when you bring in a character outside of, you know, this character's show, they neuter that character to make the star of this show look better. But they didn't do that. He was impressive in the courtroom. He was impressive in battle. Yet he didn't steal the show away from her. He was... An absolute delight on screen, but he was a part of her episode. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it looks like he was impressive in the bedroom as well. I, I thought for sure you were going there, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> impressive in the courtroom, impressive in the in battle. Her smile suggested that for sure. <laughs> yes. I mean, she found out his secret identity fast. I felt like that was yeah. the yeah. thing that yeah. made it. We know, and we us know it was her show, right? It's like, yeah. oh, well, you know, no usually they avoid that. Identity. They she they has... don't pull the the mask off, and I like, you know, I don't want his secret identity to be revealed. I'm very very like that is one of those things that's important to me. It bothers me when people reveal their secret identities. I don't like that at all. It's like, it's but like out- she had the upper hand, and it. she just pulled it off. Mm. It's like out, outing, isn't it? Yeah, if you're like you you out somebody, it's not you know it's not something you should be doing, or some you, no. that person should be able to do that themselves. And yeah, it does feel it. it but I think what it was was they were trying to because obviously Daredevil is he doesn't have physical superpowers. He's just a very he's an Olympic level athlete. But She Hulk is a Hulk, so I think you wanted to add that kind of level of like if she gets hold of him, she's going to destroy him. So that's why he's doing I'm not disappointed these. with how they handled it. I'm saying mm. usually I'm disappointed that someone reveals themselves. Yeah. Mm. But I think that this was fair. They were in the middle of a fight. She doesn't know who it is. Well, how do you find that out? You just pull it off. Because in her head, secret identities are not that important. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't something that would prevent her from pulling off yeah. that mask. Mm. 
Plus, she's surrounded by all these creepy dudes who keep doing stuff to her, you know. Yeah. So it's, I think she's pretty like, hmm. um, and he's, nervous, he's dressed as the devil as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That he was is. a fair I love point. That. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know yeah. that the good guy would be dressed as the devil, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I like how she took him out with the uh, sonic clap. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a, yes, not only was it a good good physical thing but it also is really going to affect his abilities and she doesn't realize that in the moment it just happens to work out that way the first episode too Mm -hmm. i do think i do think he recovered too quickly though it was like oh oh my hearing ow and then oh yeah my hearing's gone even though i can hear you perfectly i was a bit yeah he "Mm." did recover too quickly yeah far too quickly. they only have so much time in the show (laughs) that's right i get it i get it i get it i I get it but i was like i'm like yeah there's a there's like a whole episode of him like having heard a bullet next to his ear (laughs) of him going "Ah, ah." no and and that was like oh yeah my my hearing's gone oh what did you say yeah that uh, like if they had a bit more of like there was a bit of kind of they could have had a bit of comedy there where it's like what you, the garbage can, you know, like I don't know. There's something, something they could have played with there, like him trying to get across. I'm kind of glad is. they didn't go for that obvious joke. I know, I know, but uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes the obvious jokes are the best ones. Yeah, I don't probably, have the patience for those sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he's probably. I mean, he's been through the that whole episode. He's probably got something going on in his suit that kind of helps with certain frequencies and decibels. You know, mm. echo location has to be protected. <laughs> Now we have to do the air quotes when we say it. <laughs> I think so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it, but he did the quotes. They're the daredevil quotes. <laughs> I, know I was the... so excited to see him in the hallway with that the setup. It was oh, like, my... oh yes, yeah. will this be a one-take shot? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was over too soon. It's it's her show, not his. And then she ends it by just stomping through and she hulk smash. Mm, <laughs> you know? Yeah, she said the thing. <laughs> I popped for that. I was like, yeah, let's go, girl. <laughs> you know, going back to the court case, I I expected it to be a bigger case that brought him into the show. Mm-hmm. Because he's at from out of state, I still don't see how he would be able to represent someone without special arrangements. They didn't cover that. And that that irked me a little bit because it's just like, oh, ignore logic and just go with it. And uh, you can have logic and good writing, you know. <laughs> I mean, there could have been, like you said, there could have been one line to fix that. And just be like, oh, I'm right. I've got a special license, a two day license, or something. I don't know. I don't know how He's it works. He's passed the bar in California. Yeah, there yeah you go. he took a multi state bar when he passed in New York. So. Allison is Allison is clearly the writer here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I I defer to her. She knows what she's talking about. I clearly do. You can do that. So <laughs> I just I assume Matt Murdock was just like really on top of it. He never knows where his lawyering is going to take him. But I get what you're saying. I thought a bigger case would draw him, bring him in. And then I thought he was just going to lawyer. So I was actually very excited that that was just the beginning of their interaction. I, we, we had talked previously about had we like, do we wish they had not showed us his helmet earlier, you know, because then we spent every episode being like, is Daredevil going to show up? Is Daredevil going to show up? You know, mm. and then we were worried it was going to be like when Captain Marvel shows up in Ms. Marvel, mm. you know, where you're just like, yeah. <laughs> this <is> disappointing. <laughs> um, yeah. So this was, I was so thrilled that it was not disappointing. It was everything I could have hoped for and more. And more. And more indeed. I, uh, I... He was a bit British though. Sorry. <laughs> no, that, 
Well, to be fair, he is British. I know, but it was like, why is he so British in this episode? But would you would you would you know that if you didn't know the actor was British? Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. We were all making fun of it. (laughs) He has done a better job of hiding his accent. Yes, he has. He hasn't been daredeviling in a while. Sorry, Thomas interrupted you. Yeah, give him a break. I like that it wasn't like this big case, but it was very personal to him. So it made sense as to why he's coming into this. It's quite literally, I feel like he wasn't worried until that uh, she made the motion. And obviously that would have had to been done prior. So he's like, oh, my secret identity might come out. Well, I got you, Luke. Luke Jacobson, I I come through for you. Let me tap my way into this courtroom. And then he's a perfect gentleman at the bar, buys her a drink, and gives her some very wise words that I thought went well with where this story has been going. Because they've shown her just hanging out, having fun. Woohoo, I'm a superhero, you know, but I'm not really a hero part of it. I'm just big and green and strong and enjoying life as She-Hulk. Mm, and yes. I, I appreciated his advice to her about how she can be the best of both worlds, that she can fight the good fight on both ends of it. They don't have to conflict. Yeah. I know um, Frank Miller said when, when talking about Daredevil, I know I'm spider down on, on the secret boards, but like my favorite comic of all time is Daredevil Born Again. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Well, favorite, favorite superhero comic anyway. Um, and he used to say that there's no way that Daredevil couldn't be a, a Catholic because he's a lawyer by day and a vigilante by night. You know, there's it, only a Catholic would be that dedicated to do both and and to figure that, to somehow balance that in his life. Um, and I really appreciated what he was telling uh, Jen, and that's very much ingrained in who he is as a character. And uh, and it came across beautifully. And I think the, the chemistry between uh, Tatiana Maslany and Charlie Cox is off the charts. Um, yeah, and I think I what you know the hookup. I didn't need it, but when you saw them together, there was too much chemistry to put them in those scenes and then not deliver on it. There, mm-hmm. you had to go there. It wouldn't have been believable that they weren't interested in each other. I was happy for Jen. She does. She deserved a win. So yeah. yeah, that's a big win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, that's what Mike said last week. He was like, oh, I want her to win. I want her to have a romantic mm-hmm. thing. And I said, well, maybe, maybe it'll be Daredevil. And he's like, no, it won't happen in one episode. They won't do that. <laughs> I was like, mm, we'll see. <laughs> well, there were only two left, Dan. So that was a good bet. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, I think it'll happen. And uh, and it did. And and uh, I remember last week as well, Megan was like, because we mentioned Frog, uh, Leapfrog, and she was like, oh, yeah, I'm on, I'm on board for Leapfrog. So I, I like to feel that Megan manifested Leapfrog into the <laughs> <Yes>. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So let's talk about that Woman of the Year award. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's a very spot brief point, on. but it, it said so much. I've been involved in so many different things like that. For me, it just was so true. Like they try to make you feel special, then you show up and it's just like, oh, just every woman. Yeah. So we've just checked the boxes on race here. Just one of you, one of you, one of you, one of you. <laughs> Look, see, we care about diversity and women. We are feminists. Mm-hmm. No. and it's essentially like a fundraiser you Mm. know too it's just like there's no real celebration going on it's just uh, yeah it was i thought it was hilarious when they all stood up 
because I think most women who are in any kind of profession have been in that situation where you're like, oh, this is my, mo- oh, okay, good. It's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not begrudging you all anything, but oh, okay. I didn't. Right. Know. You're going to put that in the oh, invitation. I thought this meant something, but <laughs> right. oh, no, it, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, Mallory. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead I comments. loved, yeah, I was going to say, I loved Mallory's answer to yeah. what's it like yes. being a female mm. lawyer? That's and, what I was going to say. I, you know, I, yeah. you know, you work twice as hard, you deal with a bunch of BS and then you have to answer dumb questions like this and they just, Nikki and Pug are giving snaps. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that Jen literally was very like, it wasn't about the, it wasn't really about the question. It was about how she got there and who got her there. And she, she goes to thank her parents before the, the hacking begins. So I, I really, I thought that was very nice and very like, and again, didn't have to do that. Didn't have to say that, you know, but I, I like that that's part of her character, even though they are, uh, uh, you know, she's, she, we saw that family dinner scene early in the series. Um, and it's, uh, you know, we all love our family, but do we like them? Uh, that's the question. <laughs> Um, but there you go. So remember that note, mm. Daniel. Okay. okay. We're going. We're going to get back to her family in a, in a little bit. Okay. But I want to go back to Mallory because something you said early in the series is that you had concerns that she was not a trustworthy friend. Mm. Yeah. But I think they showed that she was in this episode. The way she tried to warn her that she she sees. Oh no, they set you up. They hurt you. Yeah. There's this is a setup. Do not let them win. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't help, but I think just that quick little line shows that she was not part of it. Yeah. Do you absolve her of that now, or do you still think um, that she might be part of it? I mean, there was the. I think it was the look she gave She Hulk as she walked in. That was for me. I was like, oh, she's going to be like a competitive rival at work, or there's the or the the Holloway is going to play them off against each other or something, and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's what I thought it was going. I did think it, that I didn't. I don't think I mentioned it on the episode itself or on the podcast, but I did think that they made up a little, little bit too quickly. It was a bit too easily resolved. Uh, there was still a slight antagonism between them, very slight. But I think, I think there is a respect, but not necessarily a friendship there. Um, I think it's like this one drink, and then we, and then we're 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 yeah. purely purely work colleagues. That's it. Um, Good acquaintances. Yeah. We are not. We are not yeah. friends yet. It's like yeah. we're not there yet. It takes yeah. more more than one drink in one case to be a friend. I agree. And yeah. I think that's fair. Hmm. And yeah, think, think about Jen's it from Mallory's perspective, right? Think, you think she's a pushover? Well, I do. Too. I mean, I think Jen would be happy to be friends with Mallory. I think Mallory's like, okay, you're a little crazy, right. you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. she is. She is. She's she's desperate for affection and yeah. for friendship. Yeah. She's very lonely on this show yeah. and she has one real friend. Yeah. Yeah. And you see, you know, uh when when freaking Todd, man, I hate that guy. But when he shows up at the <laughs> He's so at, good though. At GLK and H and it's like, oh hi, yes, I'm a very important client. Oh, we should get drinks sometime. Yeah. And then it's like you rolled over so quickly. I know. It's like that is continued throughout this whole point. And I'm so happy she didn't do that with Todd again this episode at the bar. Um, and it just kind of builds to the point where she's like, she's gonna stand up for herself. And once we get to the hackening of it all, it's just like, ah, oh. and Todd is totally in there. You see the I see the the little 
cap thing that people wear and he's wearing a scarf of course he's a part of the intelligentsia yeah it's no accident that our little creepy friend was present for all of these all of these moments and he's just had Mm. a line in this episode a line in Mm. this episode that just shows that he is he is very much a part of this his presence was not an accident in any any spot Mm. do we think who do you think hulk king is i got three names on my list of possibilities what are the names todd I don't like him. Shout out to Deadpool and uh, for just being like, we will never name our child Todd. Uh, hey, now. <laughs> hey, it's, it's yeah. great as a last name. It's not a great name <laughs> for a dude uh, as a first name. Uh, somebody else brought it up last night on my on one of my podcasts. Holloway could be Hulk King. GLK and H, if you mix them around, HLKG would be Hulk King. Um, mm. and if you look at Very it, good. he's, he's put her into having to represent Emil Blonsky through a conflict of interest. Once again, saying that you need to represent this client that is big money through a conflict of interest. Then you see Todd come through and it's basically another, I mean, that's a conflict. I went on a date with this guy. Oh, well, I have your number. I need this thing. Oh, should I call Holloway? Cool. He's over there. He doesn't care anything about Jen. He only cares about the publicity. Doesn't care about She-Hulk. Only for the publicity. Makes her instantaneously. And this is where I think Mallory and her. This is where Mallory's issues with her started. She-Hulk is in charge of the superhero division out of nowhere. And it seems like Mallory's been at GLK and H for a long time working her way up the top. So she's like, oh, look, all of a sudden the green girl's coming in. She's now a She-Hulk. And so she's going to get the top billing of this department because X, Y, Z. And it's very villainous of, of Senior Holloway, if that is his real name. Um, and then my third is the obvious Mr. Blue, a.k.a. Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. the leader, because I'm not giving up hope that he's going to show up. Like, I can't give up my hope. I, I need it. All the I references need it. to her blood, right? Mm-hmm. And everything involved with that lab was blue. There's The shirt was blue. The gloves were blue. They didn't mm-hmm. pick purple gloves to stand apart. They had blue lighting. That's fishy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I'm going to say it's Josh because on his phone when he was typing, it said Hulk King. So I'm I'm going to go with it's probably him. But again, maybe it's a collective like the Intelligentsia. It's just mm-hmm. maybe they're all using that identity. Was he texting as he... Hulk King or to Hulk King? Well, that's a point, actually. I, I think it was, was to Hulk King. To Hulk King. Okay, maybe maybe you're right, actually. Yeah, that's I've just remembered that's how phones work. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Did did Josh technology though? Did Josh what? Did Josh have an iPhone? I feel like his messaging app was an iPhone. He must be a supervillain then. Well, if he had the iPhone, which I'm like, it felt like he was using an iPhone. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not a villain. (gasps) I still hate Josh. We should still kill him. Well, we don't. We don't know. We don't know the situation with Josh. Maybe he's being forced to do all these horrible things. Yeah, I don't oh. think he was. Yeah, I don't think. So. I don't think so either. But we we've got it. You know, it's it's let's uh, you know guilty, innocent till proven guilty. You never know. You never know. 
Um, no, he's probably. No, this is um. We live in America. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Nobody's innocent. Nobody's innocent in America. (laughs) And I don't think he should be killed. That's too easy. Yes. No, I. I like Caligua's idea. You know, tonight we ride. (laughs) Get him. Get him gored by the man ball. That's all we want. Absolutely. Do that. What do you think, Allison, about Thomas's predictions? Those are interesting choices. I haven't given a lot of thought to it. I'm just on the ride, but um, I don't think I don't I don't think Josh has that kind of um, planning or power to do it. I think there's somebody. I think there's a larger person pulling the strings. That's what I think, and that's usually how these things work out. Um, that we get to see, you know, that I think Josh is a puppet. I don't think he's the puppet master, but the- I haven't. We did get a reference to a Red Hulk. We did. Yeah. That was fun. And there's rumors that they approached Han Solo to become... Uh, oh, my God. Was a Thunderbolt Ross? can't remember his first name. I just remember Thunderbolt. Uh, oh, Tanya's going to bring Yeah, we we forgot to tell Thomas that we try not to do spoilers on this show, oh, which is the reason I no, started no, 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 this no. show. It's a, it's he right. denied I, it. I've, he I've denied heard it. this one. Yeah? He oh, didn't spoil it, it for oh, me. Oh, thank God. Someone thank else God. spoiled yeah. it for me. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. That I read. And I think I said something similar my first time, Thomas. I was like, oh, yeah, in the comics. Because, like, for me, it's like, oh, we've all read the comics. Yeah, exactly. No. no. In the comics is just you using your comic knowledge to <laughs> okay. say maybe this well, will okay. happen. Yeah. Saying, in the never news, know. this person has been approached to play this role, that is a spoiler. Because <laughs> they don't follow the comics, as we know. No. no. Many, no, not really. many times. Predictions are not the same thing yeah. as spoilers. No. Don't, Civil, don't worry. Civil War yeah, was okay. nothing like Civil War, was it? So. There right. you go. Well, and just in Spider-Man general, the characters themselves, they really cherry pick. Exactly. Like, yeah. oh, well, they're going to be like this. Mm. And then we'll just mm-hmm. leave Like, that was, I mean, I had a really hard time with Miss Marvel. Alison, you were on that show. That's been covered. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in the, the scene of being, you know, mentioning Red Hulk, she, you know, she has the line of like, wait, you guys are still here? And then she goes into this long fourth wall break. In it, we get Nikki shooting out with a shink sound. Yeah. You know, makeups being the Wolverine claws. And um, we get the reference to the She-Hulk or to the Red Hulk. And it's like, oh, what's the twist? Is it this kind of twist, this kind of twist, or this kind of twist? Um, but it's it's I've had somebody mention to me that they think that we're the other personality in Jennifer's mind. When she becomes She-Hulk since episode one, he's like, you know, are we? Because she seems surprised when she looks at us and is like, oh, did I just like reference talk to someone else? And as it's gone along, it seems to be building. And this episode is like, wow, we really might be the other personality in her mind. Instead of talking to herself, she's talking to us, which is like a fun play on what's going forward. What do you guys think about that? And ladies, excuse me. We have kind of covered that she might be talking to her other personality because in the first episode, she said, it's just me in here as far as I know. She, Mm. I mean, she didn't straight up say it, but she said, as far as she is aware, she's the only person in there. I think this episode proved otherwise. Mm -hmm. But we have had that conversation about maybe 
she is talking to her other personality, these little sides. And both characters do it, both She-Hulk and Jen do uh-huh. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I think I think it's I think we're uh, I'm 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 on the same lines. I think there is I think she right at the end of the episode where she's had her f- freak out, uh, she's destroyed the screen. She's grabbed the guy. The police turn up, yes. and I and she's like, <laughs> you know, and all this, and then right, and she's roaring. She yeah. like, she's not reacting like a human. Mm. That was She Hulk. That was not Jen. Mm. That was well. That's the savage. She-Hulk. We've had the sensational, and we get the savage She-Hulk. And I think that moment, that, again, that brilliant little moment where she looks at the camera. Yeah. I think yeah. she's she realizes what she's done, and she might be looking at the savage She-Hulk. Uh, the sensational She-Hulk is looking at the savage She-Hulk, and she just realizes, oh fuck, I don't have a handle on this. I took it as she was looking to us for help, and that made me even more mad with how the episode ended because it was a very really satisfying conclusion. It was, I, it, it I was, was so pissed that she had that guy and then they, you know, all aim at her and she lets that guy go and nobody's like detaining him. Mm. Like there were so many things that were frustrating, but that really pissed me off because it was like, she has got this guy. The reason that she is in this situation and no one is taking her pain seriously. And to me, that was proof of that. Like, oh, she's just a hysterical woman. We don't need to even track what she's, why she's hysterical or that these people may be harmful. And um, obviously it's really using that hysterical female trope to its, to the nth degree. But I, I felt like for me, I thought it was powerful because that is how you would take down a female superhero. You would shame her and Mm -hmm. make her look like she couldn't handle her power um, because that's what are done to women all the time. And so I, I thought it was effective and that it had been building to this conclusion. And um, so while I understand Thomas at the ending is like, Oh, I don't want that to be, mm-hmm. I did think okay. it was a great ending. Personally. Yeah. yeah it, it was because it made us just so in it and ready for the next episode and thinking mm-hmm. all of these things and feeling just heartbroken for her and angry with this group of people. How dare they do this to her? But we knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. I think it's. It, I'm sorry, Allison. You go ahead. They did a great job. We knew it was coming, but we didn't know this was coming. And they, uh, what they did was was well executed. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I was going to say. I think it does what uh, good sitcoms do, where you have all these humorous episodes, these fun kind of uh, adventures, and what have you. And all of a sudden, they'll drop a really serious episode, like um, like with uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, where they drop that racial profiling episode in there, and you go, "Oh fuck, I care about these characters. I am well invested because I've spent so many good times with them and and enjoyable moments." When something serious like this happens, it 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 absolutely grabs you, and and you're like, "No, this is." This is absolutely heartbreaking because I I know and I love these characters. I care about these characters, and the fact that they're put in these horrific, real, you know, situations with with so much kind of stakes and stuff. It, it really it hits you harder, I think, because you don't expect it. Definitely, I thought it was really effective. We were all affected by it when it was over. Like, and the way she looks at mm-hmm. the camera, it's really like, yeah, right. And the thing I was saying earlier, Dan, her family's there. We've established how much her family means to her. All these other people are getting up there and they're saying other stuff. She thanks her family. But then this thing happens 
she's not protecting them. She is not, you know, chaos is breaking loose and her family's there. She doesn't even think about them. She just goes nuts. Mm. And I think that is the evidence that it was not Jen in control there. Mm. And it's all the more traumatic that her family's there and it, all these things are happening. And they cut to her dad and he's like, <gasps> with his fantastic facial shape and mustache. It's so comedic and painful at the same time. He's just like, <laughs> and the family is just like heartbroken. And that's what's really, I think, pushes her over the edge. It was like, okay, I want to okay. turn this off. She looks, sees her dad. And it's like, I can't do this to them. And she should have just flicked the screen instead of, it's fine. I mean, I'm still angry. I'm angry, not because it's bad, but because I'm emotionally invested in Jennifer's story. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sucked in. I'm sucked in real hard. Yeah, she she is. Uh, now that we've brought in the, the, brought the mood down, yes. why don't we do? Why don't we have our uh, our case of the week, Dan? Well, yes. Oh, yeah. uh, speaking of uh, of uh, the patriarchy uh, viewing women as hysterical and the male gaze, uh, let's have our criminal case of the week. So uh, for those who don't know, every week I pull out an obscure Marvel villain and uh, we put them in a court case and we learn a little bit more about them, uh, much like on the show. So uh, She-Hulk's criminal crit... I'll get, I'll get my words out today. I've got a big tongue, just like Leapfrog. Uh, She-Hulk's criminal case of the week is the state of New York versus the Orb. The Orb stands accused of multiple counts of voyeurism. So the man known as the Orb was born with a giant eyeball instead of a head. Um, yep, we're off to a good start. <laughs> he was soon abandoned by his birth parents and joined a sideshow where he was forced to sleep in cages and eat cat food. The Orb grew up being laughed at, mocked, and stayed a virgin until he was 37, where he had to pay for the experience. <laughs> Initially, he... Real. This is a real Marvel villain. That's it's painful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he initially was unable to speak, but as he described, he was able to make squishy noises as he doesn't have a mouth because he has a big eyeball for a head. <laughs> Once he did start to talk, he never shut up. <laughs> he apparently <laughs> has... As the, he stated, he has the ability to see things that other people can't, like knowing when somebody was thinking about killing him. <laughs> he apparently has a fascination with eyeballs, so much so, he apparently rolls around naked in them. What? Does he take their eyes out and roll around in them? Right, how does he get these no. eyeballs? <laughs> Is he Cain from See No Evil? Uh, don't ask me. There's, there's, is he uh, Hulk King? Maybe. I hope, I hope so. Oh my God. We yes. have our crossover with the crow. Yes, I see it. <laughs> so, yeah. don't worry. It's a, there's not much more left on the wall. We've, we've all had to mute to keep from laughing. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Uh, so, once he became a mercenary, he was hired by the fallen angel Zadkiel to kill the Ghost Riders who were attempting to stop him from waging war on heaven itself. And he ended up with a two by four with a nail in it directly in his eye and or face uh, while battling the gun nuns who were gun toting nuns. Uh, and he also had his fingers blown off at that point. Um, 
last little bit of information. During Original Sin, the event, uh, the orb began having numerous dreams in which he observed the Watcher's base on the moon, the blue area of the moon. He hired two supervillains to kill and pull out the Watcher's eye. Among many of the abilities the eye gave him, he revealed many of the deepest, darkest secrets about the heroes in the MCU. Not MCU, the MU. Um, heroes that, uh, and these heroes didn't even know what these secrets were most cases. So uh, the Hulk, for example, learned that Tony Stark was involved in the, actually the creation of the Hulk. So he got very mad. And we learned that Daredevil's mother um, tried to kill him while she was suffering from postpartum depression. So yeah, it was a it was a big event that he started. This guy with a giant eyeball for a head and or face, and that is the orb. Is yeah, you started silly, and then you brought us back down to darkness. I, know, so, I was. I was Anything like, with the Watchers is like ugh, never, yeah. never funny. I mean, yeah, they do. They do like to watch, which is really cool. yeah. <laughs> is he ah. got? I wonder if. If he ever makes it into the MCU, if he's going to be bestowed with the power of the God of Dreams that we see in Love and Thunder, who's just the big eyeball. Um, oh, right. Maybe. That'd be an idea. It'd be an idea indeed. Is, oh, my God. I like him. <laughs> we're, we're, we're having you on again. We're having you on again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so where do we go from here what do we talk about um, Allison do you have any final thoughts or hopes for the finale I just I know they're not going to be able to wrap everything up in one episode so I guess what I'm hoping for is I just want Jen to have some sort of win like it's just she doesn't really feel like she ever gets on like stable ground and she doesn't she's an interesting mix because she's sort of falsely confident like with her cousin like oh I can control it I'm super like hulked out I'm fine you know and then but she's not as we saw she's not in control of it she's a very proud of her lawyering but she's problematic she's not and I see and I totally agree with the Mallory was not excited to have her show up because Mallory's a better lawyer yes than Jenna Jenna's mm-hmm. and and work Jen, harder to get there yeah and so of course she resents jen why wouldn't she and um but i don't know that she blames jen no yeah not after that case i think after jen humiliated herself in the you know with mm-hmm. the dating i think that like yeah. she was like okay well she's kind of sad <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yes>. she, <laughs> she may be head of the department but she's also sad um so i I think I would just like Jen to have some like win that we feel like, okay, Jen. And and I'm excited to see what happens with her in the MCU. I am like in a movie and to see her in like a larger group of heroes. And, um, but I do want to say that, as I said, at the end of this, this series has been much more what I hoped for, for like a female character in the MCU. Like they brought in Wong, they brought in Daredevil. They, you know, they, they helped her out. They made her a real character who we're invested in and her whole world and um while they didn't bring everything in from her I felt like they did bring more of the essential pieces and they didn't bring in a villain like they did with the clandestine and just kind of like blow it yeah. um so I it was just like I so 
I don't know if that answers your question, but I've enjoyed the show and <laughs> I just would like her to have something where we're like, oh, Jen, you know, like someone to kind of recognize, even her family kind of thinks she's a joke, you know, like I would just kind of like. But it makes so- her more relatable, don't you think that A, yeah. she has the same kinds of issues. Like, yes, you yeah. can turn into this Your giant green like monster, that. but you can, you still have all of these insecurities and these job struggles and these family issues. like. I wouldn't set you up with him. You're too old. You know, just things like yeah. that. <laughs> I do things think that it you makes think... her more relatable. But like right. in the comic books, she's got all that going on, but she also has like a certain level of like hard won joie de vivre that I well, would like. Maybe they're giving her room to grow. You know, like I just kind of where she's like, yeah, it's all kind of a fucking joke, but like, you know, <laughs> I am winning somehow. So I just kind of want Jen to just be like, yes, this mess is mine, but I am sort of still winning by the end of the by yeah. the end of next episode <laughs> well just a little not like the full you know journey but just, right. you know like peter parker does because she reminds me a lot of peter parker you know and peter mm-hmm. parker is very downtrodden mm-hmm. but then like he has his moment you know he has mj for a minute <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started you on know, that even the I big know. bad in this it isn't doesn't feel like a supernatural bad that she's dealing with it's it feels like something that Right. Any woman might have to deal with because of what makes her special. She might be under attack and they are not attacking her physical abilities. They are attacking her. The yeah. Inner gen. yeah. And I yeah. loved that. But like there was so much talk about her blood and like I kept being so worried they were going to pierce her skin and take her blood and all of that. They was did make that mind. needle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like thinking of that the whole time. And so this whole revenge porn scenario, I did not see it coming. And and it felt so much more tethered to like the world that they've created, which is she's just like us. And what do they do to women just like us? They just tear us apart for being us, for being women, for being vulnerable, for having sex and liking it, you know? So I just, I liked all that misdirection. I thought it was really well done. Not to say the blood won't happen still, you know, all that won't still happen. Right. They have Chekhov's needle going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Josh got the blood. Mm. I know, but like how and when? I, I when know they who did. Did not notice it. Yes, that's the I have question so many issues that I with have. that. I, I, I just kind of yeah. like put it away in a closet. I think I think he might have drugged her after they slept together or something, and put something in a drink. I think uh, I think, and that inherently makes it all the all the more worse Creepier. and realistic. And, and then why create that giant needle that? would seemingly go through right. She-Hulk's skin right. if he's just going to take her blood while she's unconscious as Jen. That doesn't add up. Mm. That whole scene that doesn't point. add up. Because even if he did drug her, she wakes up like, mm. okay, I'm ready to take on the new debt. You know, right. like you when would... someone is drunk, <laughs> they're not like, oh, that was fun. Yeah, and fun you night. would feel where the needle had <laughs> pierced you. Like, that, you would have pain. We've We've been pricked. We know what that feels like the next day. Yeah. Is that, is that, that, is that, that a double a entendre? Bit. Oh, and everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bad. I just talk that way. Sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, Thomas. Yeah. Where do you see this going? Any hopes for the finale? I have no idea. Where do I see it going? What a, what a, what a catch 22. I don't know. I see. I see infinite different ways this could go and none of them line up with each other to make a coherent story. 
where um, you want it to go. I I want that was not intentional. <laughs> I want I want Shed to somehow be the Red Hulk. That's what I want. I want them to take Red Hulk and Amadeus Cho and throw them together, oh, wow. and Ched is the Red Hulk. Because then he could really be DJ Incheddable Hulk. And <laughs> and the, <laughs> the only reason I want this is because it's so stupid that it would so work. And it's the only Amadeus positive... Cho showed up. That would be sick. Yeah, it would be that amazing. Would be great. What if... Yeah. I don't want to give Josh any redemption because he deserves to be sliced into tiny little bug pieces. But what if he's only doing this because of he needs Mind to control? save a family or something and then they inject it with him like, oh, you're all test dummy. Ha 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 ha. And he turns out to be Amadeus show and it turns out he's not a terrible guy, but we have to earn his trust now, which are that'd be awesome. Be I'd be into that. Yeah, I'd go for that. Yeah. Josh, you may let's go. Josh. I will never forgive him. Nope. <laughs> no one named Josh will ever be looked at the same. Sorry, brothers out there. First thought Josh. Josh. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna. Joshua. I was gonna say the 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 male names are slowly becoming I, the. Really, tick- these are some popular names. <laughs> Todd, not, Josh, and Chad—they're becoming the same. Tom, Dick, and Harry—you know, you just can't trust them. They're becoming unpopular names. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah, start naming your kids cool names like Thrawn. I know someone who goes by that name. Mm. They're my new best friend. Yeah. You can get all the Thron license plates in the store. I'm looking oh, for... Yeah. You can probably still get the vanity plate. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I love that, Thomas. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I just here to have a little happiness. You want Amadeus yeah. show to show up. I was like, different expectations. I, I want her, I want someone to show up that she can punch in the face a lot because I feel like she just needs to let it out a little bit. Like when she deserved fought. a whale on some that would be happy, right. that would be good for me. Yeah, that would like, bring a little happy. I think, I think the Hulk blood will come into play. I think someone's gonna yeah. use it, take I it, agree. and yeah. we'll get some sort and of. And I still down. don't think that Emil is off the hook. Mm. <sighs> I feel I'm, like he's I'm a really red going herring. With, I really want Mike's theory of that he's gonna team up with her later that's, yes as that's what i want i love he that. seems he seems like a guy who is out to help the world and i'm hoping he's not just leading okay. it all as hulk King yeah he yet. does not seem like that to me at all i don't trust him in the slightest you he seems like a fake i get that he seems he's, like he's done he a lot very of very like and the and the signs do sort of point that way because he's so um treacly like it's all kind of oh, meaningless yeah. mm, sickly sweet um yeah, sickly sweet is better than treacly because that's not a word. But um... <laughs> we make up hey. words all the time. Alison, 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 you're a wordsmith like Shakespeare. Um, make up okay. as many words as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, did we understand what you meant? Yes, it's a word. <laughs> we got the context. Right? That's how he said sickly sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you're right, Tanya. And yet, I'm still like, oh, it'd be fun if he was abomination. They teamed up. So. I'm allowing to in this universe, in the She-Hulk sort of space, it just seems like kind of all bets are off. I've really enjoyed that about this series. Like, it yeah. does not feel predictable at all. But not in a way that I feel like is lazy. Mm-hmm. It feels it like seems like fun. they have things lined up for us 
mm-hmm. with intention. It's not like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe we should try this. It doesn't feel like that. It's not, it doesn't feel random. Just like it doesn't feel random that we've had Emil in multiple episodes. It doesn't feel random that she was stuck there for a while. It doesn't feel random that the dude who was trying to get her blood just happened to be there. I don't think we're done with him either. She was so quick to forgive him. Again, push mm-hmm. over. Yes. Yeah. And that. and I think that that is going to play out. I, I think, but it was, it was all very satisfying when she hulked out. Like, I think it was even more satisfying because of what a pushover she's been like in 12 step mm-hmm. recovery, yes. they call them an exploding doormat and Jen is an exploding doormat. <laughs> literally. Right. You know, and she like, says in the first episode that, you know, as women, we have to just press mm-hmm. down all of yeah. these feelings all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So and if I could hold out, lets would me. I have by now? Absolutely. At some point, I would have poked out in my life. So I, I, while it would have been nice if she had just tapped a TV screen, I was like, get those mother effers, you know? <laughs> I mean, I've no problem with that. Yeah, I tried to bleep. Myself. I know, you cussed earlier. Now you're I know, out. but I thought I can't be the only one who cusses and cuss twice. I have to just. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Smooth. She's all frick, yes. Yes, <laughs> yes that's right. <laughs> Holy smokes. So, you know. <laughs> you, are, you are like a comic book character. You're like Billy Batson. That's right. I'm like the orb, basically. God, what a creep. Sweet Christmas. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <sighs> Oh dear. Well, um, I I don't have any predictions because I I genuinely don't know where it's going to go, and I I like that, and I don't want to form any any opinions. But I did want to tell a little story. Um, since since we had a little bit of of superhero sex in this, I, I had a, a story that came to my head from years prior. Uh, I went to London Film and Comic Con a few years ago. I think 2010, 2011, to specifically to meet Stanley and get a photo, which was awesome, really cool. And um, and then we were doing a comic book awards ceremony, and uh, and they had uh, Jason Mewes came out of Jay and Silent Bob fame, and I went to see a show earlier in the year, and I I created a question for him and one for Gavin Smith, and I was like, well, I didn't get to ask either of them, but now I get to ask my my Jason Mewes question. So I said, um, obviously he's a big comic book fan, he loves movies, loves the MCU. So I said, um, and he's and I'm dressed as a Green Goblin, obviously. Uh, <laughs> So oh, was, yeah, that was obvious. Yeah, it's, it's well obvious. It's well obvious, as always. Uh, so he said, yes, you you dress as a Green Goblin. I was like, yes. And I said, if you could have any superhero's penis, which one would you have? And uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, great question. Because I, I, I tailored great it. great Jason Mewes question. That's exactly. really spot on. Because yeah. <laughs> I knew he'd love this kind of question. Yeah. So I was like, I tailored it, tailored it exactly for him. So he said, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a really good question. And he was like, it was like, oh, yeah. You know what? I'd, I'd have I'd have a, a Hulk-like cock. And uh, <laughs> it'd get big and green and strong and powerful. And it'd be great. And and then he asked me, he turned the question on me, and he said, uh, Who's, whose penis would you have? Which superhero's penis would you have? And I said, I said I'd have Daredevil's penis because it would be super sensitive. And then I, and I went, but because it's super sensitive, there's a positive and a negative to it. You know, it's super sensitive. So yeah, it's bring it around again. No, please explain it, Dan. And, and then, and then, and then the negative side is that it's super sensitive. So you have to yeah, learn how to control. I have to say, I don't think a whole penis is a good choice. Like, 
No. I think you're good luck with that. You're just going to be like showing that around town. I mean, like the actual, <laughs> right. like, uh, it's definitely purpose. a locker room thing, isn't it? Like, look at is this. It? Yeah. Like, well, so you'll impress a lot of dudes, but you're not going Wait, to get any girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he wants a penis that he will never have sex with. So, okay. That's Go it. Right. That's it. But that's, uh, but that's my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Back, no one said Mr. Fantastic, hand. where you can control size yeah. length come on you yeah. science right that's I mean, the one and it wow. can it could do it could have multiple like, so that's why that great because, because you know Neymar would be partner. so tempting if he was so oh, yeah. <laughs> he was so talented i think reed is creative in other ways probably not so much in the bedroom i think no I think he's a terrible partner but thinking of he it that way partner. i'm like yeah. oh sue i see why she hangs i mean she no, she strays but, obviously there's that there's that famous line Namor. from uh, there's that famous there's that famous line from some of the really early Kirby and Stanley comics where it's like um uh, wives aren't meant to be heard, they're meant to be kissed. And oh. we're like we're like oh read, yeah. oh read, no, no read, no. He sort of keeps that energy. That's what's interesting about Reed. Right. It's why I don't judge her at all when she's like, Doctor Doom, mm. Hmm, Namor. <laughs> <laughs> at least you guys pay attention to me. Mm. It must like, be those. It must be those speedos. I think it takes a lot of confidence. <laughs> it does. I wear that outfit, especially with your wings showing all the time, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is it? So yeah. Allison, of... tell the listeners where they can oh. find out more about you. Oh, I did. The, you can find my website, the best place, Allison Shelton, A L Y S O N S H E L T O N dot com, and then I'm on Instagram a lot. I'm on Twitter a little at by Allison Shelton. Um, Check it out. Like your comic book one more time. My comic book, <laughs> Reborn. Tanya is always so good at f- encouraging me to plug it. Uh, we have issues one through four, the first are, are hard copy and digital. And you can still purchase them at our com- at our website, reburncomic.com. You can purchase issues one through four and in all kinds of variant covers and everything. We're very proud of it. Art by Lisa McCall, colored by Hillary Jenkins, and letters by Joe Michael. And I believe you have a recent episode out on another show, don't you? Me? Oh, yeah. yeah we just... just did one. <laughs> we just did one with Mike. We had so much fun because yes. Elise joined me and Elise is getting over some of her shyness with other people. And Mike was a good place to start. Um, so we had a great conversation about collaboration, great host. the making of Reburn and um Elise has Elise is brilliant, not just as an artist, but as a person. So we had a wonderful conversation on Genuine Chit Chat. It just came out Sunday, I think. That's Mike Burton of Genuine Chit Chat That's right. How about you, Thomas? Tell us where we can find more about you and support your work. You can find all of my links and information to life itself in the universe if you want to dive deep into my insanity of kind of a i'm i'm reading everything about kang because i see the world in five dimensions and kang can suck it because he only sees four uh at linktree.com forward slash tc rochester act that's t-c-r-o-c-h-e-s-t-e-r-a-c-t that's also my handle across all the all the social medias um reckless rebellion a podcast about all things star wars you can search that it's spelled as you would think, Reckless Rebellion. Uh, we're diving into Andor right now. It is fantastic. Um, and I keep bringing up the world between worlds and I'm getting yelled at every week for it. But it's going to show up one day and it's going to show up before Ahsoka. 
my fingers are crossed for it. And um, Lights, Thunder, Action, another podcast is actually wrapping up. We have three weeks left from this week, if my math is correct, um, as we are ending our weekly show when it comes to uh, the end of House of the Dragon. And then we're going to special events because who has time for two podcasts a week that you have to produce and edit? <laughs> we have a few people in this community who do things just like that and I, i'm with you that that's a lot of work but i am sad to hear that it's going away but that also yeah. reminds me how cute was jen and her terrible math but we yes. didn't touch on that <laughs> yes he's like that's not how that math works <laughs> i didn't want to wait around for 30 minutes 30 minutes and in my head i was like that's not 30 minutes <laughs> So, so thank you for reminding us all this. Oh yeah. <laughs> what a great episode really... to have you guys. Oh my god, when we were watching it, it was like jackpot. Because a few of them <laughs> I thought, oh I have a harder time. <laughs> 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 but this one. Well, I am Tanya Todd. You can find me across social media at Ms. Tanya Todd. You can find my band Bucks Conversations on YouTube, Comics in Motion, and the Pop Gorillas. And you can find me on IMDb. Dan, take us home. Yes. Uh, so you can find me at spiderdan and the secret That's B O R E S. It's got all the feeds and all the stuff that you need. Uh, it's a real uh, hot place to be, I guess, like a, like a nightclub, but. Uh, by yourself electronically uh yes anyway that sounds uh, kind of awesome to be in a nightclub alone you don't have to deal with the people but you get the good sound system and all the music yeah. and you can dance like, you all can, night you could literally there. play any music you want on the website it's fine um it doesn't play the itself i would open another tab to play the music but there you go you've got the experience lots to click on lots to like lots to do uh collaborations are on there and all sorts of stuff um, we're doing Shockphobia Fest at the moment, which is our Halloween-themed month. Uh, Rhea's been on. Uh, Tonya will be on a little later in the month. Uh, some really cool stuff, some really underappreciated gems and and interesting films and TV shows, all sorts of stuff, and, and comics as well. Uh, so, yes, uh, once again, we've heard the witness's testimony. The jury have given their verdict, and this case is dismissed.